everyone and welcome to Pursue the Pool, the podcast that is geared towards helping people who are looking for a career change and for those who want to pursue their dreams and work for themselves and set up their own business. So how do we differ from all of the other inspirational podcasts because there's a lot out there? Well, what we do is we interview people from a range of different industries. So if you want to set up your own restaurant or marketing agency or floristry or clothing line, whatever it is, we have someone specifically from that industry to tell you where and how to start, the highs and the lows, and most importantly, the truth. So we are one group, one community, and we have all of the answers. I am your host, Stacey Bevan, and today I have an amazing guest. I am joined by Yasmin, who is the owner of the CC The Collection, which is a fashion brand with a twist. So first of all, thank you for joining us, Yasmin, and we really appreciate the insight that you're about to give us. Hi, Stacey. No, it's an absolute pleasure to be on your podcast. And just a little correction, I own the brand with my best friend. So there are two of us owners. There's two of you. <laughs> Amazing. But I'm very glad. I'm very glad to be on your podcast. Amazing. No, thank you for joining us. We are so excited to have you here. Now, before actually bringing me on to that, before I do go into the questions that have been devised by our audience, I just want to give a bit of a background into you and your company and your friend's company and what it is that you actually offer. So um, you started out, you're actually a social worker by training and you majored in political economy and social work. Then you got married in 1992 and you decided to stay at home when your children were born. And then you established that you needed a bit of a creative outlet to express your identity. And this was actually done through your love of clothes and a unique interpretation of your own style. And then by chance, you were involved with Jamal. And I'm not really sure how to pronounce his surname. Can you pronounce it for me? It's Hinkadana. Ah, that's the one. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't even going to attempt that. Um, but you, were, you was involved with Jamal on uh, his ambassador's campaign and it allowed you to feel the confidence to start a brand with your best friend, which you just explained. And the CC, the collection was born in 2014 and it's still going strong now. Um, your distinct presence has given you the privilege to partner with some amazing cool brands and your Instagram presence, which I have actually seen, which is incredible, <laughs> creates a platform for you to share your love of style, your beliefs on ageing and a general view of women and their desire to break boundaries. So with all of that said, I'm just going to jump into the, into the first question because I'm so excited. So tell me, in terms of your background what did you do before you started the business and how did you make the transition I know you said you were stay at home but was you employed before how did it all start did you dive straight in did you have a plan where did it all come from where did it all begin well I'm a woman with no plan ever <laughs> that's what I'll that's what I'll say from the get-go but I think uh, my love of fashion has always been something that has been part of my life my love of creating stories through my clothes has always been there. I think it's a, it's a familial thing. My family, uh, generally, uh, you know, very much a stylish family, especially my dad, my mom. So that was always something that I witnessed growing up. Um, and I grew up in an area and at a time in South Africa when, um, the thing that you had to show for yourself was, 
it, it, part of your your clothes were, were you know they were telling the story because we lived in a time where people were separated as you know by color um you know people had very they had stereotypes about what people of color how they were what they thought of themselves etc and a lot of the ways that we could show um that we were not who you think we are was through our great sense of style and our great sense of dressing so i think uh, culturally that was handed down to me um in my family that was handed down to me um so it's always been there and going into social work is not really different into because people think you were in you love fashion but then you went into social work i think the fact that i got into social work in terms of my uh, political sensibilities translates into how i use my clothes to tell stories through my age so the politics are always there um it's it's part of how i meld my uh, my principles um it, it, the way i think so i think it's it's it shows you the seriousness of of how i view fashion not just something frivolous that you throw on clothes and that it means nothing it means something to me as a woman as part of my religion as part of my age um yeah so there's a lot of intersectionalities there and i think yeah. they go together with my social work background and with the fact that i love style because it's not they never they never disconnected your fashion and your politics yeah amazing. and that's always been there yeah yeah definitely so where did the focus i mean you could have gone into the retail sector and worked for a company so where did the for of you know doing it alone and going into your own business with your with your friend where did that come about and how did that transition happen was it difficult at first to go into it to go it alone basically how did that start so like you said in the bio i was at home for a long time with you know my children going through their school lives and you know being the mom driving up and down doing the school plays you know the the things that i never thought i would do because i never thought i'd actually be a stay at home mom I don't regret it for one minute but I did know that there was a point when I had to do something for myself um my my friend Cynthia we've known each other for a very long time she's like my uh, I don't know we are like basically our besties always been she's a designer we always said that we wanted to do something together it was never the right time because I was very comfortable in my you know my role as as mother to my children housewife etc i traveled a lot with my husband so it was never the right time to start a business but when i did that um ambassador campaign with jamal it almost like lit something in me without me even thinking too much about it i just thought wow this is something that i can now actually do i have the time I have the energy I've always wanted to do something myself and I called her one day and I said I think we have to do what we've always spoken about. Wow. Never thought about which direction it was going to be but I knew that it had to be something in fashion um in terms of of at least the sort of niche that we decided to go into. Um and so yeah so that was it. No plan no nothing like I said I'm a woman with no plan and and that's how we did it i decided to come out of my comfort zone and yeah. just take a risk wow and 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 did you need like a lot of capital up front did you need funding or did you get investors how did that side of it work i am you know when people ask me that because people have asked a lot how did it start 
there was no business plan. There was no thought of, okay, how much money do we have? And I, and, I'm, and I know that's not easy for a lot of people because sometimes people don't have anything and they need to go and find investors, etc. We thought we'd start with something very small. I said, how much money do you have? How much money do you want to put in? We'll do half-half so that it's equal from the beginning and we'll do a small collection and let's see how that goes. We knew that we wanted to do white shirts and black shirts. Um, if you know, if you look at my friend at some point in her Instagram, she has a love of white shirts. And on her board, many years ago, I sent her a picture of a woman with a white skirt, white shirt. And it's almost like that stayed there with her staring at that picture. And that was that sort of manifestation many years later of the white shirt brand that we, you know, that we decided to do. I call her the queen of white shirts. And I said, this is where we need to look because so many people are doing lots of different things, you know, suits, different types of fashion. Um, but we needed to look at something classic, something that anybody can have in their wardrobe for a long period of time. We don't want to overproduce. We don't want people to want things every month because that's not the type of business we are. We wanted somebody to look something to look forward to. And so our whole model is very different to the sort of usual, um, you know, bringing out something every season and so on. But that's basically how it was born. How much money do you have? How much money do I, do I have? Let's go for it. <laughs> incredible, incredible. And let's see, and let's see how it goes. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, so in terms of like inspiration, did you, was there any kind of people that you followed or anyone that helped you in terms of this journey, any videos or YouTube or anything like that, that, that really inspired you or helped you and motivated you? Where did that motivation, that self-motivation come from? I think the motivation generally came from people around me. First of all, from her, uh, from Cynthia. Um, she has been doing her business besides ours. She's also still in the fashion industry, but she has a more bespoke uh, business for business women, uh, you know, suits, more sort of tailored stuff. Um, whenever I looked at her, I thought that's where I want to be with her doing this business because she went she, she did it on her own. Um, powerful friends around me who were doing fabulous things in their careers. Different careers, not necessarily fashion. They were great motivators for me as well. My friends, I have a great group of women around me doing fabulous things. Not just the women around me, but other young designers who I could see were hungry to succeed. And that was... It inspired me and it still inspires me every day. Um, you know, what goes on in South Africa, what goes on in the fashion industry around me, young people wanting to do amazing things. And that spurs me on every day. Incredible, incredible. And in terms of, so the, there is a lot of fear um, that people face when they want to start their own business or go it alone. And, you know, is there anything that you can kind of advise on? How did you overcome your fear or, you know, any challenges? In fact, how did you continue and how did you deal with that? So I think we all have fears when we have to step from one thing into another the leap can sometimes feel so big that you think i'm never going to make it but i always knew that part of growth and part of human growth is that there are times when we have when we fail and 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 failing allows us 
to learn and then to do something differently. So even in that first collection, when we got it all together and if someone said, how are you going to sell all these clothes? It's not, it's not going to happen. We literally said we are going to take our chances. So when you get out of your comfort zone and you take that risk, yeah. once that foot is in the water, you just have to keep on walking. Ours happens to have been successful in these past few years. But we also know, and we are also realistic, that there can be something you, you can have a collection next year that people go, oh, no, we don't, we don't like that. But that's going to be something that we have to learn from. So I think fear is what we tell ourselves. But I think we all really have to, it's, it's like, you know, like a, like a mother, you don't, you always want to protect your children. You never want them to go out there to get hurt. But it's how we learn to navigate the world because we have to navigate it with the successes and with the failures, with the fears and without the fears. It's true. Amazing, amazing advice. And, you know, just we've talked about the start of your business and how you have faced these fears and, you know, how you began. Um, but one question we get a lot is, so once you began, how do you go to that next level of growth and sustain that growth and continue to grow? How does that growth stage happen? Was there any crises you had to overcome to go to that next level or... Was it just once you got your first client, that, that was it? So we have an unusual sort of business model. Maybe it's not so unusual elsewhere, but it's unusual here. Okay. We produce a collection once a year. Okay. So, you know, it's a, we try and sort of create um, a desire for people to wait, mm. not to have every need just satisfied immediately. And that has sort of, been successful if there are times of course when perhaps there's one item in a collection that doesn't sell as well as others but that tells us that okay we need to leave that we move on to something else um sorry i'm just going off track what was the question again <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just how do you how did you grow the business how did you continue to grow obviously you're saying that your business model is a little bit different but obviously if you told us the journey how you began but how do you continue, we continue to grow to, we continue to grow by by knowing what our clients want by tapping into what goes on around us um you don't always get it right we, we, I mean, we've made a, de a decision that for now we want to be a small business. Of course, in our heads, we'd like to become bigger to, you know, go into other markets, perhaps overseas. But then you also have to get yourself out of the zone because you can be in a comfort zone, whether you're a housewife and you're in a comfort zone, whether you're in a small business. And from that small business, you need to move into something bigger. And that's the point where we are at now is finding the little ways that we are going to grow bigger. It comes with discussion. It comes with trusting your instincts. It comes with trusting the person you are in business with. It comes with taking advice from other people who have tried to grow their businesses and perhaps it's taken a little bit longer. They can advise you. So it's depending on, you know, on, on all those things, never just thinking that you know it all. Um, I think growth in terms of business comes with where you want to be because your business can can be a small business, but that's how you want to keep it. It doesn't yeah. always have to be this big, huge thing. If your small business makes you happy and sustains you, because you know you need to know what your goals are, how these, how the small business sustains, whether it's your family, 
your uh, your personal, whether you're a single person, whether it sustains that, how, what you want to do with your life, how it sustains you going forward into your next collection, etc. And those are very personal decisions. So for us, we've worked on this once a year business model, and it's worked really well for us. Of course, we want to venture into other markets, and that's a decision that we need to make because that comes with a whole lot of other admin. It comes with, uh, yeah, getting out of a new comfort zone. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. And um, just on, on, just to round things up, you know, this is something that you know I like to ask at the end because I think it's really important. But from your perspective, from your point of view, what advice? would you give to people who are thinking about starting their own company that may be scared, they may have fear, they may be unsure of what to do, not not aligned, they're not sure of their passion yet. But what advice would you give to those people? You know, it's a it's a very difficult thing because I can say just do it because that really is my motto. I I do what I like in terms of even if it's my personal stuff, my personal Instagram, the way I dress. Um, my motto is to do what I love and, and what I want. In business, sometimes it's very difficult because you are hamstrung by finances. Sometimes that's very difficult. Um, young designers will often come to me and say, how do I start? And I say, just start. Sometimes we overthink things. We want to have this huge idea. You want to have 15 looks, for instance. You may not have the money for the fabric or to create those Look, looks start with three looks put it on instagram give it to your friends give it to people who can showcase it for you ask people if they don't want to invest in these three looks there are so many there are ways that you can hesitancy but for me it's really taking the risk never overthinking what it is you want to do you have to jump and you have to go you have to go for it i think overthinking is our biggest problem most definitely definitely agree definitely agree I, I i'm guilty of that myself i do tend to overthink and i've had the same advice you've just got to go for it so that's brilliant yeah. advice but look thank you so much you've given us so much insight and i know that a lot of people are going to really appreciate everything you've told us in terms of you know you've been very vulnerable as well and you've been honest and open so we really yeah. appreciate that so thank you so much for your time yasmin it was lovely to meet you and yeah i'm very excited for for this podcast to come out well thank you so much for having me and like i say just trust your instinct you will go very far when you do that we may say ourselves a bit too much we do and lovely meeting you and lovely chatting with you and you thank you yasmin <laughs>